Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live, the life that you deserve to live. Today's episode, I've identified in myself three tendencies, behaviors, thought patterns that are slowing down my self-development. They're creating stress. They're creating emotional upset. And I'm working on them. I'd like to share them with you. I believe that a lot of the time we think we're soothing ourselves. We think we're pursuing the right thing. But in fact, we may be putting up barriers to getting to know ourselves. So let's talk about these three tendencies quickly. See if they resonate with you and what can we do about them. Okay, the number one tendency I've identified that I think was really actually slowing down my my knowledge, my my self-knowledge, my growth, uh, leading to stress, leading to emotion, emotional upset, was the incessant need for answers, right? To know everything, to keep up with what's going on in the world. Now, that may seem counterintuitive. Many people say, well, you need to be informed about what's going on. My question to you would be, do you? Because so often we're keeping up with who's dating who, what politician did what, what can I get mad about in public policy, what's the truth about the vaccine, what's the truth about the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, climate change, drag queen story hour, etc, etc. So the common thread there between all those things that I mentioned was for the most part, they're external to me. They don't really have anything to do with me. I cannot control what goes on in politics. I can't go control what goes on in big business. I can't control what other people want to do, what other people want to get angry about. So how much of it do I really need to concern myself with? The simple question you need to ask yourself is how informed do you need to be? I found that by easing off this obsession with what's going on in the news, what's going on on Twitter, what's going on in, in the digital world, which on in many levels, on many levels is not real. I've actually found a piece by asking less of myself. You know, what good does it have to do obsessing with the life and times of others? Using your life and time to worry about the life and times of others. As I said, we can't control what government does. We can't control what big business does. So why agonize over it? No one person can make a difference when it comes to climate change. The true story about any war will never be known. And when it comes to major global issues like war, the pandemic, climate change, you have to ask yourself, even if you could hold all the necessary knowledge in your mind to make an informed decision about what was right or what was wrong, would you or could you? It's a massive, ever-changing thing, these issues. And of course, your objection to this or my objection has been, you know, you need to know, you need to cram yourself full of information and make a decision. You need to pick a side and you, you need to say, I'm th- I believe this or I don't believe that. But when it's degeneracy, when it's death, when it's war, when it's destruction, when it's arguing, when you're keeping up with all that stuff, when that's the subject matter, when that's the content, you have to remember that that stuff is going inside you. It's going into your psyche. It's going into your spirit, your mind, and it's building you from the inside out. And when you fill yourself with that kind of stuff, you have to ask yourself, am I becoming cynical about the world? Am I arguing with others? Am I glad when I see somebody on the other team get dunked on? Well, you got to remember that that tendency will come out in your personal life, right? When you take glee in the misery of others, when you feel cynical about the world, 
you have to ask yourself, am I becoming over-informationalized? The second tendency, somewhat related, is taking all your cues or getting all your answers from another person without involving or invoking much critical thought. It's quite common for us to ask, well, what would this personality or this person, this TV star, this podcaster, this social media guru, this athlete, this politician, what would they think about this situation? Of course, we've all heard, trust the science or what does the science say? Or how about the classic, what would Jesus do? I'm talking about the tendency to constantly bow to authority, to look to authority for the answers. And this ties into the first point because it's like, if you can't make a rational decision about any situation in your life without seeking outside help, it may be that that situation really doesn't weigh, need to weigh on you all that much. And again, I want to make sure that this is not being misconstrued as a political rant. I, I'm not, for the purposes of this show, I'm not taking a side when it comes to the war in Ukraine, when it comes to climate change, the pandemic, the vaccines, none of that. You are entitled to your beliefs and your opinions on those subjects. I'm not here to sway you one way or the other or to bother you with what I think about those things. But you have to understand that those gigantic global events, it may be, it may be that you need to distill them down to how much does it affect you and then make the decision based on that. When it becomes this major global event, or this, this huge thing that erupts on social media, that erupts on the news, well, now we're looking to an external voice to tell us what to think when we may not have to think anything about it at all. I think this goes both ways, right? Like you can be taking your cues from authority on the news, in politics, whatever that may be, or you can have that outspoken friend who's always willing to tell you what they think and try and get you to, to side with them. You know, perhaps they're outspoken um, or an activist on social media Think about this, their anger, their indignation that they have stewed and that they have concocted for themselves, it's not yours to take. You didn't come by it honestly. You haven't experienced what they've experienced. So why internalize that emotional upset for yourself? And again, you may say, well, it's important for me to help them further their case. It's important to get the perspective of doctors and scientists, right? It's important to follow the Bible or your holy text of choice or your social media guru of choice or your podcaster of choice. And I'm not going to argue with you. But let me put it this way. I realize in myself that when I constantly seek answers to questions, when I constantly need to find those answers in the words and the thoughts of others, I became passive, right? I lost the ability to know myself, to ask myself, what do I think? And it might be difficult, right? Like you need to blend those voices and blend that information for yourself and come up with your own idea if you feel that's right. Or you may not even need to trouble yourself with the issues at all. I think you risk losing original thought, but you also risk losing the time and the energy that you can put into developing yourself, your self-knowledge. What is it that has happened in my past that affects me today? What am I looking forward to in the future? Why am I not mindfully present in the moment? Why do I not seem to find enjoyment in life? Or what really matters to me that I can sink my teeth into, get my hands on, get my feet wet on for real today? And I do think that when we tend to search for answers unendingly and then look to find answers and look to be told answers from authority outside of ourselves, we risk becoming suggestible 
right? When that authority wants us to act in a certain way, it's like, well, I've trusted you all along. I guess I'll have to trust you again. Now, the third tendency I've identified in myself that was leading to emotional upset and hindering self-growth. And again, the overarching theme here is dispossessing myself, right? I was willingly giving up my self-control to something else. That tendency was fearing the unknown. You know, I had a lot of anxiety around what was unknown, what I didn't know, what I couldn't predict, what I simply didn't know. I'll just tell you quickly that the work I do as a, as a video producer, as a cameraman, quite often I'm in the morning, I'm driving off to somewhere I've never been to meet people I've never met to work with them. And I, and it's like, will they accept me? Will I forget something? Will we do good work together? That began to lead to a very stressed out state until one day I asked myself, aren't I welcome in the unknown? I'd like to ask you that question. If you have a sort of uh, apprehension or a fear about the future, simply ask yourself, aren't I welcome there? Aren't I welcome in the unknown? I think this relates in a way to an invitation to be mindful. It's like, if you are apprehensive about what's coming down the road for you, ask yourself, well, if I'm so willing to make it a negative experience, to be afraid of it because I don't understand it or I can't predict it, could I not by the same token, make it a positive experience? Just before it happens, simply ask yourself, will this or could this be a positive experience for me? I'll be there. So I'll know one person, right? I can grow from it. I can learn from it. I can challenge myself to go do it. Maybe when I get there, I can challenge other people. I can grow with other people, right? Can we begin to focus on what could be positive, as you might say, growth-oriented factors related to what we don't know? You know, think about it. You're going on a first date. You're going to buy a new car. You're going to go see a long-lost relative. You're going to move out of your hometown. Why not believe that that moment is meant for you? I mean, you're going. Something is pulling you there. And so how unknown is the unknown? I know myself, so I'm going to be there when I get there. Isn't that enough? I think this challenges us to put faith in ourselves, to trust ourselves. It challenges us to get to know ourselves, right? That traveling companion. Here we go, shooting off into the unknown, but I know the person I'm with and I trust them. I'll just end by saying, you know, I think a lot of anxiety in life is really, at least I found for me, it's the tendency of the mind to want to solve problems all the time. It's a problem-solving supercomputer designed to keep us safe. But quite often we direct that problem-solving to non-existent problems, to problems that aren't materially real in the moment. And so it makes sense that we would have a stress response, that we would begin to start overthinking because, well, I have to figure out what I'm dealing with here, even though I'm not dealing with it just yet. Of course, it's important to anticipate what might be coming. When we induce a stress response to a thing that is not real in the moment, that becomes over time a key, a key reason for feeling miserable, right? And I guess what I would like to say about these three tendencies, fearing the unknown, always seeking answers to questions and then taking those answers from authority, it, it leads us to a place of mindlessness. We're not thinking for ourselves. We're, we're, we're sort of bent out of shape, we're focused so much on information that we ourselves are losing formation. And again, I'm not telling you to stop watching the news. I'm not telling you to, you know, not vaccinate your children and let them go to drag queen story hour. The politics are out the window here. It's, it's, it's the level up from there, I would think. It's like when you become obsessed with knowing other things external to you, when you become obsessed with being told, and when you become obsessed with 
all of that which you don't know, that's a lot, a lot of mental energy and time spent not knowing yourself. And again, we can talk about self-knowing as a process that we can all undergo um, through simple, simple, mindful presence, right? Go for a walk in the morning without your phone and just think about what you're experiencing in that moment, right? The sky, the trees, the birds, the <laughs> the kids running across the street, whatever that may be. Take up a journaling practice, right? Every night or every morning, sit down and just write a page about your thoughts. Who am I? What have I been doing? What do I think? What am I going to do? You know, some people, some people use meditation. Some people use prayer. There's a voice inside you that's kind of always talking. I guess I found for myself, I was silencing that voice by distracting myself with social media, TV, people pleasing, trying to always understand what my friend's thought or what they would have thought about a situation. It's that relational and negational thinking again, dealing with things that simply are not real for you here in the moment and seeing yourself and seeing your current state and seeing your life as a product of, of something outside of yourself. What I've tried to advocate for myself and what I'm suggesting to you here is, is seek to come to the moment, to not be obsessed with what is away from you, to just be. And of course, you can't just be all the time blissed out right you have to solve problems solve them when they come make a structured time to to deal with your past and your future don't let those thoughts run rampant in the moment all the time and ruin the joy of living the joy of being thank you for listening and thank you for watching i'll remind myself as i'll remind you that a better life is possible